Welcome back to another episode. Let's get going because we've got a lot to cover. Today's episode is about the pricing do's and don'ts. How much do we charge? What's the magic formula? What if I'm more expensive than my competitors? If I have no sales, does that mean my prices are too high? When do we offer a discount? And we can't forget one of the most important pricing do's and don'ts is when to review your prices. These are some of the things that go through our heads when we're starting our business and they can even surface later in business when things have changed. So we're going to cover these topics and a few more today. Okay, well, let's go. Come on, it's coffee time. You're either listening because you're about to set your prices or you've got them and it's time to review. So I wanted to share with you a story of mine from when I had my first business and how I set my prices. My first business was a cafe. Surprise! This was quite a few years ago and essentially what happened was is I had to do some market research and look at what my competitors were charging. I was very close in a shopping centre to other cafes at the time. It was really important to be competitive because the new kid on the block in a new space, in a new business, is obviously going to be looked at based on pricing, especially in a retail environment. If your business is a service-based business, an online business or a non-retail business, this is a completely different circumstance. Depending on your business and depending on the circumstances, you need to do some R&D. Oh, and that's research and development. Really what it comes down to is making sure that your prices are set correctly for what you're actually offering. If you're service-based, it's really important to price yourself correctly based on the expertise based on the problems that you solve. Think of it like this, you go to, well, we're talking about BizBean, so we might as well bring in the accountant, right? You go to your accountant and you ask for their expertise. You ask for their advice regarding your business finances because they've gone to university, they've got the degree, and they're going to understand the current laws because they're constantly doing education If the laws change, they know what those changes are and how that's going to affect your business. It might be the same for you in your service-based business. You might have to continuously educate yourself to stay current and stay up to date with trends and things happening in your industry. So this is your expertise and your expertise continues to grow. For example, When we go back to when we started our business the very first year, in five years time, the service that we're offering is not the same. There's been stages of progress during that time, during each year, where you're becoming more of an expert, you're becoming more educated, you're offering a better service to your clients, and therefore your prices need to change accordingly. Flipping over to product pricing, this one's a little bit more tricky because essentially you've got a cost of goods, you've got a product that you need to purchase that comes from a supplier and it depends on who your supplier is, what they're charging you 
there may be freight involved to actually get the goods to you as well that you need to consider. So look at, let's work backwards for a second, look at the cost of the product. So the total cost of the product landed to you, let's say for example it's a scented candle and you can get it from a supplier, landed to you for $3. Then you need to make a margin on top of that and depending again how you want to price your products because don't forget that you've got competitor based pricing in your marketplace where you're selling it whether it's online or at a local market you need to consider what your competitors are selling them at and also consider that it's not always apples for apples the product you're selling might be very different to the person next door the easiest way to price your products is to use the cost plus pricing method. This one is just really simple, really easy to grasp and really easy to keep on top of your cost of product versus your sales price. So for example, we go back to the scented candle, which was $3 cost to the business. If you were to put a 30% margin on that, that works out to be 90 cents. So the product sell price would then be $3.90. If you are working on a 50% margin, you would be putting $3 times 50% equals $1.50, which is $4.50 your sell price. At 100%, you're looking at doubling the cost, so the $3 candle becomes six. And if you're working on a 200% margin, you're looking at three times 200% is $6, which equals a sell price of $9. It really is the simplest way to price your products and again, coming back to depending on your product, your market, where you sit in your niche or your industry and how you want to price your products and how much margin you need to make to cover the costs in the business as well as the product itself. Because don't forget, although you bought that candle to you landed for $3. And when I say landed, that means all inclusive of any freight or other charges you have to potentially repack it. If you do labeling, postage, the envelopes, the padding, the boxes, whatever that looks like needs to be added in the cost of the product. So as much as I said that that candle has landed for $3, that is the technical term for it getting in your door. If you were operating on a 30% margin going back to the 90 cents, you're really not going to cover the costs of the business because the business running costs need to be incorporated into the product pricing for your business to not only be viable, make a profit and stay in business for a long term. In a perfect world, you would have a markup between 30 and 50% on your products. If you don't, it could be a little bit more. And if that's the case, it could be due to things like customer service. You might want to offer your customers a money back guarantee. You might have a, a return policy that other competitors don't offer. So all of these things need to be factored in when you're setting your sell prices because that can actually change the playing field quite a bit. And also consider, are you selling a budget product or are you selling a premium product? Okay, so I don't know about you, but I'm happy to move away from the products at this stage because that was pretty heavy. Like that stuff can actually do your head in. So right now we're gonna turn this thing around and we're gonna step into something a little bit lighter. Thank you.
One of the other things we wanted to touch on in this episode is what if we are more expensive than our competitors? Well, that happens. That's a real thing. And it's not something to be afraid of. Again, we come back to, like I mentioned in the product section, we have to consider what we bring to the table, whether it's products or services. What makes us better than our competitor? And these are questions that you need to ask yourself. And sometimes we don't have the answers straight away. Sometimes we need to have a couple of cups of coffee. So once you've brought this to your own table and had that conversation with yourself, you probably will find the answer to that struggle. Sometimes it's about putting blinkers on and I do not encourage anyone to put on blinkers for anything, as you know. But when it comes to looking over the fence and seeing if the grass is greener, unless you are getting feedback or evidence from your customers or clients to tell you that you are too expensive compared to so-and-so down the road, sometimes we need to turn that noise off. Sometimes it is just that noise in our own head that's trying to get in the way of us potentially succeeding in our business or sometimes we're looking for things that aren't even there. So I really want you to consider your pricing and whether you are too expensive compared to your competitors. This is something that we really need to take a lot of care with because if we devalue ourselves, it's not actually going to help our business. And just while I'm on a little bit of a roll here, let me talk about another elephant in the room. And this is a big one. If I have no sales, does that mean my price is too high? Well, let me tell you. Straight up, my answer is no. But again, I preface this with a few minor little things that you need to be checking. If you have no sales, why? Why do you have no sales? Are you on social media? Are you advertising your products or services? Are you promoting your business in the right way? Let's go back to the basics and I'm not going to cover it all in this episode, but look at your website, look at the products, look at the messaging, look at your socials. You need to really deep dive into this area and it might pay to reach out to someone in that area of expertise and get their feedback. Get someone to do a social media audit. Get someone to audit your website. Look at all the pieces of the puzzle because it may not just be that your price is too high. Your price may actually be too low, but maybe you're not reaching the people. Maybe you're not communicating the way that they need to be communicated to. Ask them questions. What do they want? What do they need? How can you help them? How do you actually want to help them? And look at your messaging and are you portraying the right things to attract the right clients? Now, I'm just going to pack away my milk crate for a moment because I could literally go on about that one all day, but we've got so much more to cover, so bear with me. We need to change it up again. So let's talk about discounts because I know you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe I should offer a discount. Maybe I need to put my products on sale. Maybe someone has asked you for a discount and you've debated, or should I give them a discount? Oh yeah, maybe because I'm just starting out or maybe because they asked for it. Let's dive into discounts because again, 
As much as I said I was packing away my milk crate, out it comes again because discounts to me, they can be good and they can be really, really bad. One of the biggest myths in business is that we should offer discounts, that we should be putting things on sale, that we should be enticing customers and clients by doing deals. And how often, come on, let's be honest, how often has someone asked you for a discount? It's very common. There's a lot of retailers out there these days here in Australia, I don't know about anywhere else in the world, but they're saying, you know, we'll beat it by 5%. So there's a competitive market out there. And when times get tough, you'll see a lot of the retailers actually having more sales, heavier discounts. They're all competing. All the big boys are competing against each other all the time. One starts a sale, another one starts a sale. Competition is huge in business and it's and we're surrounded by it no matter what industry you're in. If you're considering putting things on discount, offering discounts, reducing the price of things, I just warn you to take a little bit of caution. Really think about why you're doing it. That's the first point. We need to have a very firm why. Why do I need to discount? Am I discounting because I think that I'll get more business? Am I discounting because someone asked for it? Am I running a discount on anything because I feel that it will bring more business? So these are the questions that you need to ask yourself. And I'm not going to dive right into all of those possibilities because, again, it's a conversation that you need to have with yourself. But just remember one thing. When you discount, it becomes expected. If you discount a service in your business for a client because they asked, if they're coming back again, they'll expect another discount. It's like opening the boom gates, you know, suddenly you've allowed this to happen. You know, they've asked, you've delivered, you've met their expectation, but did we discount for the right person? Did we actually give a special price to someone that deserved it? Did they pay you on time? You might want to offer a discount for someone that pays upfront. That's fair enough because that's good cash flow and that's smart business. If you're going to discount because someone said, well, you know, I've been working with you for a while now, so surely you've got a better rate for me. Well, no, actually, you should not discount under those circumstances because that client, if you've worked with them before, and they've come back again, why? Why did they come back again? More than likely, it's because you did a good job. Because let's be honest, if you did a shit job, they're not coming back again. So if they've come back for a second round of whatever it is, they like what you delivered. Therefore, you're becoming more valuable to them, not less. So they're one of those ones that goes into the little mental basket for later to think about actually having a price increase, certainly not a discount or a decrease. So with all that being said, again, I encourage you to think about why you're discounting. Really have a genuine reason for it. If it's to match a competitor, if it is to appease a, a, a client, if it's to appease a client that doesn't deserve it, just sit down and have a cup of coffee with the reason why because I'm pretty sure once you sit down and think about it 
sleep on it if you need to, you might find that you don't actually need to offer a discount at all. Oh, and I almost forgot to talk about reviewing our prices. This one's super important and cannot be forgotten. When we think about reviewing our prices, there's a couple of things that come to mind here and I'm just, I'm just really thinking out loud. A couple of things come to mind. Question number one, do we need to review our prices? Question number two, when? When do we review the prices? And lastly, how? So that's really all there is to it. But to dive in just for a few moments, because I won't take up too much more of your time, you absolutely do need to review your prices. And this falls in for both products and services. So going back to the products, remember that $3 scented candle that we spoke about? The cost of that to you is going to go up at some point in time. Depending on the arrangement that you have with your supplier, at some point there's going to be a cost increase. Whether it's due to the great freeze of 2020, whether it's global financial pressure, it could be things like freight that actually impact price increases. So again, coming back to those landed costs, make sure you're checking them from time to time. If you get a notification from your supplier to say that the price is going to go up, don't just file away that email. Mark the date on your calendar. Watch those invoices coming in and make sure that you're staying on top of the cost of your goods. If you're in a service-based business, same thing applies for a different reason because we're not necessarily getting increases from suppliers, but cost of goods to us are going up. The services that we're supplying, whether it's using tools and, and platforms and you might have subscriptions in your business, those costs do increase. Whether it's all at once or at particular points in time, you need to stay on top of those expenses because as they increase, so should your price to your clients. The other aspect is, and I spoke about this earlier, when you're in a service-based business, your experience goes up. What you're offering your clients goes up in value and therefore it gives you the ability to charge more. So if you service clients on a weekly, monthly, yearly kind of basis, Whatever the case may be, don't forget to actually review your prices to your clients and make sure that you're putting in at least a CPI increase. CPI standard for an increase these days is anywhere between 2 and 3%. So at a very minimum, you should be increasing your prices to your clients by at least 2%, if not 3 every single year. So that's my recommendation for reviewing your prices. It's completely up to you how you want to review your prices as far as regularity is concerned. You might decide to check it every six months. If your product base obviously use the cost of the goods and if your service based as your value or your professional service value increases and what you're delivering to your clients increases, then the price needs to match the same. So you might be thinking, okay, so what's the magic sauce? Where's the secret recipe? What are the special herbs and spices to all of these pricing do's and don'ts? Well, 
I've got to be honest, if you're asking that question right now, you might want to go back and play it again. You might have got distracted. That happens. We all see squirrels and unicorns. It is very, very normal. But I really want you to go back and listen again if you're asking yourself, where's the magic sauce? What's the secret recipe? Because when it comes down to it, your business is very individual to you, your industry, your product, your service, whatever you're offering. So your pricing do's and don'ts may be different to someone in another industry selling another service or another product. A little parting advice I do want to bring you today is what happens if you don't price your products and service correctly? Well, don't think I need to spell this out, but I'm going to because it's really important and I don't want you to be in this situation. If you don't price correctly, your business will not be successful. It is that simple. You have to price correctly even if it means that you're slightly over your competitors for whatever reason go back listen again like i said remember that you are in business this is business it is not personal so you have to have prices on your products you have to have a profit margin you have to mark up the goods that you're selling because if you don't you won't be around for a very long time and everyone doesn't start a business well, maybe you do, but not everyone starts a business to be in business for six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years. Hopefully you've started your business because you're looking at a longer term plan for you and your personal development, your personal growth, your future. You know, you could be planning for the next 30 years for retirement. Whatever that is, make sure that you're pricing your products and services correctly because trust me when I say that it will end up with you having not only a profitable business but also a business that encourages growth and that's what we want. We want a business that grows and we want a business that's going to make us some money. One of the other things we didn't discuss was pricing so that you can pay yourself. And I'm just going to leave that with you because make sure that you are factored into your pricing, whether it's a service or a product. They are my final parting words. Price yourself into everything as well. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope there's been some value in this for you. If you did enjoy the show, please leave me a rating or a review. It will really help support the show and ensure that these shows get to more people so that more people can understand their business finances and feel comfortable with them. And i got to say, guys, I'm going to head over and grab myself a takeaway latte. If you haven't had a coffee, I suggest you do the same. And until next time, happy biz beans to you.